0: This is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. What up to you guys listeners, welcome to episode 67 of the glory in our stories if you haven't heard already this podcast has been picked up by iheart radio so go check it out on all other major platforms on this episode we have ariel harris check it out well good morning good afternoon and good evening welcome to the latest episode of the glory in our stories this is your host calvin wayne pennywell jr for those of you who are catching up with the episodes as of last week Um, This podcast was picked up by Our Heart Radio. This is something that um, I've been pursuing possibly for about a month. Um, I've been hearing a lot of uh, local um, podcasters who have actually gotten their podcasts a part of this. Um, Actually, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. They're not local, but um, I think it's Hollywood Unlocked. Uh, One of the funniest podcasts I like listening to a little bit. Very, very, very ratchet. Very ratchet, but I like a little ratchet. Um, Same thing with um, The Breakfast Club. I think they got picked up a while back. Um, But, yeah, uh, check out each episode on all major platforms, including iHeartRadio. Radio. Um, But that's not the subject for today. Uh, Today's guest is uh, Ariel Harris. And um, she's, I call the the last airbender since I... (laughs) I've interviewed um my fiance, her sister, and her two other sisters, and she would be the last one and I also interviewed her mom and her aunt, who are sisters, obviously so um for five six of you already okay. on here
1: you got all of us on. yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i tell I tell Adrian all the time like my manifesto is to get John on here, so I know <laughs> he ain't gonna do it. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the real stepdad. So and I can I asked him? He's like, nah, nah, man, I got, I got too much in my past. I can't be doing that. So I, I understand that. But he just he told some awesome stories. But um, the one thing that, uh that intrigues me about every person that I have on here, is that you see people where they are, but you want to ask, how did you get there? Mm-hmm. You know, as far as your personal journey, and decisions that you made, and how they overlap with other people and even say for instance your sisters uh, and that was the cool thing i wanted to capture was i wonder if and it's pretty it's probably gonna happen y'all story is gonna overlap <laughs> in certain areas uh-huh. but you get a different perspective right based off the fact that you all grew up together right um but usually i ask you know where did you where did you grow up where you spent your childhood but i wanted to change it up a little bit and i that first question was if you can describe your childhood in one word what would it be
1: um, that's one word mm-hmm. that's hard. Um, but I'm going to say, in my opinion, I had a normal Yeah. childhood. And what was that? Um, I mean, I had my siblings. Mm-hmm. I grew up around family. I had my grandparents in my life. Um, I had. I see my aunt and uncles and my cousins, you know, what, from what I remember regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, as a child, I did things, you know, I got in trouble. Yeah. Like any, any kid, um, you know, so there were good times and bad times Mm -hmm. as a child. Um, and then for me, like us moving around, you know, being that my mom was in the military, um, for, I mean, for me, that was, that was normal. I mean, that's, that's all I, that's all I knew. So, um, I'm going to say for me, I think my childhood was a normal, a typical Yeah. childhood.
0: Now, was your family local or did they just didn't live far away or did they come, come to visit? But I guess uh, that was hard because you all kept moving around.
1: Yeah, so no, they were not local. Um, somehow, though, they always made it happen whether my aunt would come to visit us or mm-hmm. we traveled to visit them. Um, But I know my grandparents they would come to us a lot. Yeah, they they traveled um, And spent like a few months or a year like with each child That's what it seemed Mm -hmm. like they came and they lived with us for like a year two years and then they lived with my aunt for a few years Um, but Yeah,
0: I didn't know that they did that I thought you all were the only ones that they came to live with. But well, that's pretty cool. Mhm. So obviously as parents do, like even mom whenever she gets the opportunity, she goes and visits all of us, especially now that she's retired and it's easier. Yes. And um I as I'm not a parent yet, but I can under, you know, get an idea of how much that meant to them to be able to spend time with all their kids right. and grandkids. Mm-hmm. So um so, time with your grandparents um seeing that they are specifically Filipino
2: mm-hmm.
0: how did that how was that experience for you seeing that you grew up mostly in America and they lived in their in their homeland
1: um so I mean yes they they grew up there, mm-hmm. but my grandfather was also in the military, so yeah. they they moved around and traveled around as well mm-hmm. so um but for me. I got a from them I got a little, you know, a little taste of Filipino culture, Filipino mm-hmm. tradition. Um, even though we we didn't learn to speak Tagalog, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than that, there's like you know, there's little things like we got little words here and mm-hmm. there that we that we know and we we stuck to um, food. yeah, food, of course. <laughs> Yeah, which
0: is is the bomb. Like like man. that lumpia
1: That's everybody favorite. And I haven't favorite.
0: I haven't even dipped it in the sauce yet. And I just like it as is. So I can only imagine how good how much better it would be.
1: Well, I mean, I personally don't like the Thai chili sauce, mm-hmm. but yes, everybody everybody dips it in the sauce. Yeah. So just yeah, try it.
0: <laughs> so did you uh, so what um the interactions that you had, did you have an opportunity to, like, speak to them and for them to, like, share their history? I know a lot of grandparents enjoy doing that.
1: Um, Yes. So my both, my grandma and grandpa, they both came from, um, they had a lot of siblings. So mm-hmm. they came from a big family. So, I mean, um, sometimes, you know, they would tell us or tell us stories about them um, and how... Just how big their family is like um mm-hmm. and then my grandma i remember telling us a story one time of i forget who it came over who came over but somebody had came over to the philippines and you know they were trying to take over um so her and her siblings like they had to um they had to leave leave their home and go um hide in the hide in the mountains Mm. um to you know try to escape them
0: yeah
1: and um obviously she did (laughs) (laughs) she did um she said her grandmother though was not so lucky Mm -hmm. um but um i my (laughs) grandfather would say tell us some stories not not so nice he'd be making fun of people (laughs) 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 but um and yeah they told us they told us a little not not everything stuck yeah but um just a little filipino history tradition Mm -hmm. stuck with us or at least me anyways
0: Uh, It's, it's speaking of that tradition do you find yourself practicing that even now as an adult um like some of them
1: some things like there's um one thing that my grandma would do Every single time when she would uh, make rice, mm-hmm. or when she would, um, you know, go to serve rice, yeah, uh, she would cut a cross in the rice. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, uh, my grandparents—they were Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we're not Catholic, and we, <laughs> but um, she would cut a cross in the rice, blessing the rice, mm-hmm. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bless the, bless the
0: food. Thank you all so far for listening to the latest podcast episode of the Glory in Our Stories. If you're interested in listening to prior and future episodes, check them out on all major platforms. I hope you enjoy the conversations and find healing and inspiration. If you have a story to share and would love to utilize a platform, contact me on Facebook or Instagram at Mr. Tastic. That's at M R J U M P T A S T I C. Now that we've taken a break, let's get back to the episode. And was there, were they using rice cookers back then or did they use? Yes. um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. We still,
1: (laughs) they use rice cookers. Um, so yeah, when she opened the rice cooker, that's the first thing that she would do. And I remember that every Mm -hmm. time. So that's, that's one thing that I still do. I may not say it out loud like she did, but I'll say it in my head as I cut the cross in the rice.
0: It's funny because um, when um, Adrian and your mom took me to the Asian market, I think somewhere in Evans, and just walking in the store, it is—it feels like you're walking into a different world. Mm-hmm. And like even the small things, the small, uh, the sauce bowls and specific instruments that you guys use um, in order to cook, I was like, wow, they actually have specific dishes, you know, from their homeland to mm-hmm. actually use. And I thought that was pretty pretty neat and uh, your mom introduced me to some stuff it's like it's like trail mix but the stuff is covered in um it's like peas but it's covered in the coating like it had like yogurt or they had um some chili spice. Uh, you probably know what I'm about. <laughs> but it's
1: no I can't
0: dang I wish I knew what it was but it was so good <laughs> And of course, the little things they they they're cakes, but they're like sponges. Oh yes, that, yeah, that cake. Yeah.
1: So that I mean, well, so the Asian store, you know, they hold a whole bunch of different. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, Filipino. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, because I mean, we also spent time in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I'm for me, I'm gonna say half of like the. Asian treats um, Candy and stuff that I like mm-hmm. it's not even from the Filipino side. It's Japanese Because oh. um, you know, like I said, my mom was in the military. So mm-hmm. um, she was stationed in Japan for three years and um, We were there as children mm-hmm. and So yeah, that's where half of our, well, I'm gonna say my taste buds anyways half of my taste buds come from um, Japanese culture
0: yeah, how long were y'all over there? Do you remember, like a couple of years? Three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. And do you remember how old you were?
1: Um, out first through third grade. So however old you were <laughs> <laughs> through through then. Yeah. First through third
0: grade. And I can only imagine that getting annoying, having to change schools, and like lose and gain friends.
1: So for me, up until my adolescent years, yeah. For me, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I saw, I mean, for me, it was like, it was, it was an adventure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And yes, I had good friends. um, And then I'm sure I was sad to leave. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really remember that part though. I just remember, you know, getting to traveling, Mm -hmm. getting to see different places. And then that's one thing that my mom always, um, you know, said to us and told us. Not everybody gets this experience.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Um, As kids, because, you know, most of them will, especially when we moved here to Georgia, um, a lot of people, they, you know, grew up, they were born here and grew up Mm -hmm. here.
2: Yeah.
1: And still to this day are still around here. (laughs) So um, they, they, like, they haven't, all they've seen is Georgia Mm -hmm. slash, maybe even just Augusta. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, being able to travel, see the world, different states, multiple states, even if we just drove through, Mm um, my mom would tell us, you know, that's, you know, you're special. Not everybody gets that opportunity. So.
0: I guess, um, well, is there any particular place that you haven't been yet that you would love to visit like overseas or even in the United States?
1: Um, The United States, mm, no. There's no place that I... Well, we've gone through California. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We've never really spent time in California. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be stationed there either because I heard it's expensive. (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, there's nowhere in the United States that I think I haven't been that I want to go. But um, overseas... I would like to visit Korea. I even mm. tried to. I wanted to get stationed in Korea. Yeah. Um, Germany is another one. I heard is nice. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to be stationed there. I just want to visit. Yeah. Um. So no, probably just Korea would be the place that I want. I would like to be stationed and live.
0: Mm-hmm. So at any, I get. I'm gonna ask you this, and then I'm gonna ask you what leads into this. At any point, do you have a say-so of where you're stationed? Or it's just, it is?
1: Some Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do have a say-so. Um, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Um, luckily enough, I've had, except for my very first duty station in uh, Fort Hood, Texas. Mm-hmm. That was the only one, actually, I kind of had a say-so in that
2: yeah. as
1: well. But um, every other place, I've had a say-so. I've actually told them where I wanted to go mm-hmm. or I wasn't. Gonna re-enlist.
0: Oh, that's a good incentive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I've been able to work. Yeah. <laughs> where I want to go. So what what inspired you to join the military?
1: Um, for me, like, my grandfather growing up was, he was, like, my hero. Mm-hmm. You know, my real-life superhero. He was, it seemed like he was always, you know, around, always there when I needed him. Mm-hmm. Um You know, he was the caring, you know, grandfather, the, you know, strong male figure. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my dad was there, but um, I'm going to say my grandpa might have been around war. Mm -hmm. But um, so my grandpa was in the military and then my mom was in the military and that's how I grew up, you know, in the military, military brat, right, traveling around. And when I was able to see my mom, you know, do some stuff, yeah. uh, actually, like she was folding. I remember one time she and, you know, some of her, I don't know if they were her soldiers or, you know, whoever, but she was on flag detail where they had to fold the flag. They had to take the flag off the flagpole and fold it. Every day at the end of the day, <clears throat> and um, it was a really big flag, yeah. and it started to sag in the middle. And you know, the American flag is not supposed to touch the ground, so mm-hmm. my mom ran under, <laughs> and my mom is short too. So, my mom ran under and to hold you know, to hold the flag up just to yeah. make sure that it didn't touch the ground. Um, I don't know, that's like one thing that really sticks out in my mind. And then uh, she showed us videos of, they went rappelling off of a, um, off of this cement wall mm-hmm. in Japan. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, she told me about how they had to put on layers and layers of clothes and then go jump in the pool oh, wow. and try to swim. Y'all not that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> but... I don't know. That's what I grew up seeing, mm-hmm. and it just it just felt natural to me. So I remember, like I was in sixth grade mm-hmm. when I had it like set in my mind, like I already know what I'm I'm gonna do. I'm gonna join the military,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and because I looked up to my grandfather, you know, he was in, and I'm you know, and then I looked up to my mom. She was in and I'm like, well, I mean, we had a good life. Yeah. So I want to join the military, too.
0: I think the coolest thing about this is that Ariel had the influence of two generations, her mom and her grandparent. And not many of us have that opportunity to be surrounded by um, uh, such um, concepts to propel us forward. And even at that age, man, even at being that young, man, I I knew I wanted to be an artist, but specifically a writer. That didn't come till high school. Um, uh, but it's it's pretty cool listening to to Ariel explain um um why she chose this as a profession, even at, you know, preteens, you know. Uh but yo, continue to listen in. This is episode sixty seven of the glory in our stories. With Ariel Harris, for me, looking from the outside, and I tell people this all the time. I used to have this misconception about the military being so restricting on certain things, but I'm learning there are yet so many more benefits. Case in point, traveling like that. Like you said, that's not something that people get an opportunity to do. Like I flew for the first time last year. Like that's the first time. I've never been anywhere further than anywhere further west than texas and anywhere further north than virginia Mm. so and those were just i probably visited those areas once in a couple of decades so like okay so like you said having that limited view and only able to see something like most of us been able to see it like through a a movie or on video but actually to experience that let alone experience it as a child like you said not not a lot of people got that that chance and um But I can only imagine um, the excitement that you feel knowing that, yo, I can possibly do this for an extended period of time and Mm -hmm. just fully enjoy it. Um, So within that time, what steps did you take in order to get get to finally join from, I guess, being a 12-year-old, to 13-year-old? So,
1: um, okay, so in sixth grade, I already had my mindset that that's, you know— That's what I wanted to do. And that's what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So to be honest, the rest of the time from sixth grade to 12th grade, it really didn't, or I'm going to say 11th grade, it really didn't um, cross my mind to bother or care about any other job (laughs) or, you know, me looking into doing anything else, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, being a doctor or being a nurse or, um, a school teacher, which I never had an interest in, yeah. but, um, I, so I didn't even really put much care or thought into any other job aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until, and then I took the ASVAB in 11th grade so I could join the military once I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had met my ex-husband in, in high school. And, um, the funny thing is, is I already told him what I was going to do.
0: Yeah. Cause it is funny. Cause I would have thought at some point if you ever felt Well, most of us get derailed by stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you were pretty, pretty focused at that point.
1: I was up until (laughs) up until that point. We started um, we started dating and getting more serious. Um, But like I said, I still always, you know, let him know that I was joining the military. I was joining the army. Um, But. It wasn't until like we got really, really serious. And it was my senior year. And, you know, I told him again, I was like, I'm joining the military. And Mm. he told me, he was like, no, I don't want you to join. I'll join. Mm. So, you know, I'll be the service member. So that way, like, I could still, I would still be military. I would Mm. just be the dependent, not the service member. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being young and in love, I, I agreed. Mm-hmm. So, um, we got married. I was still in high school.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Um, I got married right when I turned 18, but, um, so we got married. He joined and I eventually finished and graduated high school, um, and I had no idea what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. So I just um, got a, a job at the mall in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lo and behold, I got pregnant and had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, let me go back. So after working at the mall for a couple of months and I wasn't getting many hours, Mm -hmm. And, you know, therefore not a really good paycheck. After a a few months of that, I was like, I was sick of it. And I was like, you know what? No. I was like, I'm joining the Army. (laughs) And um, so I went. I went and I had to retake the ASVAB. I went to MEPS, did my physical. And um, I went into the office to pick my job. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, at the time I was going to, I chose supply. And then they told me you leave in two weeks. Oh, wow. I was like, oh my gosh, I was excited and nervous at the same time, but I said, okay, let's (laughs) go. (laughs) So, um, I signed that contract. I came home and I was like, I leave in two weeks. And, um, so the two weeks went by and I went back to MEPS, did a mini physical and a pregnancy test. And that's when I found out I was pregnant oh. and I couldn't join the army. So, um, I thought they were lying. <laughs> I was like, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I thought they were lying. <laughs> yeah. So then I had to call my mom to come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then I mean luckily enough I was I I did not I did not work my entire pregnancy Mm -hmm. I had Ayana I was a stay-at-home mom for two years two and a half years Mm -hmm. um and in that time we had a lot of help because uh we lived with his mom his mom and dad for a little bit Mm. and then um, lived with my mom and John for a little bit and There was one point where we got out on our own But then we were struggling. Yeah, and we were struggling bad (laughs) So I was like we're running out of money and at that point and then oh also, I always felt a whole I'm going to say, it felt like a hole, a Mm. hole in my heart, a hole in my soul that I never got to join the army. Yeah. Um, You know, being in Augusta with Fort Gordon, the military base right there, you, and here in Augusta, you can't get away from, you know, military Mm. or, um, you know, service members. So I would see them, you know, walking by in their uniform or Um, you know, some parades and stuff that they do events that they host. Um, like you, you couldn't get away from it and I would hide it, but I would be a little bit sad about Mm -hmm. it. You know, I'm like, I would think in my head, like that's supposed to be me. Yeah. Um, but I like pushed that aside, I guess, to, and tell myself that I'm lucky that I'm able to stay at home with my daughter, yeah. and you know, be able to see all her first, first words, first steps. You know, see her. You know, when first time she tried to crawl. Um, so I do, I do count myself lucky for that, cause, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people or a lot of women would love that opportunity. Yeah, but are not able mm-hmm. to have it or get it. Um. But. Yeah, after about two, two and a half years of being a stay-at-home mom, I was like, no, I can't. (laughs) I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I told my um, ex-husband, I was like, like it or not, I'm joining. Yeah. And he didn't like it, but But yeah, it happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I was telling Adrian about this show I was watching. The mom was talking and she just went off on, it was Christmas Day. She went off at the table and she was telling her kids, I felt like, and I'm not I'm not sure if this was relatable, but I, I felt what she said. She said, I felt like I was giving pieces of myself to other parts of my life and I wasn't getting a return investment. So at that point, I felt like after that's done, what about me? Where did that leave me? And... It sounds like that was uh, an idea that probably all mothers experience at some point. And but the cool thing about you is that you have the you come off as the type of person that says, you know what, this is what it is, but it's not going to keep me from going forward. Because a lot of people would just get stuck mm-hmm. in where they are. But you were consistent and persistent, and. Um, did this, is that something that's already always been a part of you, or did that, is that something a quality that you learned while being enlisted? Like,
1: um, I'm not gonna even say that it's just the army, because I I could have I could have got stuck, you know, being yeah. a stay at home mom, or I mean, even if I did eventually get a job, it could have not been the army. Yeah. So, um. That fire, I guess, in me, it just, it was still there and it wouldn't burn out. So Mm -hmm. I just, I felt like I had to do it. I had to at least try. Um, But everything up until now, I push and keep going, but it's because of Yana. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, if it wasn't for her, then not saying that I wouldn't keep trying or I wouldn't have gotten this far, mm-hmm. but I push harder and I continue for her because I'm mm-hmm. like I I have to provide.
0: Hello again, Tegas listeners and all local vendors and entrepreneurs act now and you can be granted 30 to 60 seconds of advertisement on the next episode if you are indeed interested and require more details contact me via email at mrpennywell8 at gmail.com that's m-r-p-e-n-n-y w-e-l-l number eight at gmail.com or find me on facebook under calvin pennywell stay cool stay calm Stay kind. Let's continue to uplift, move forward, and branch out. Love each other, but most importantly, love yourself.
1: I have to keep going. I have to also like set a positive, you know, be a positive role model for her. Yeah. So... Um, and then, I mean, yes... You know, um, things that you learn in the military, it does help you, um, help you cope or help you process or give you, give you tools to help your, help you help yourself be successful. Yeah. So, um, but honestly, it's because of her.
0: (laughs) So going, well, getting back to your experience as far as your career, what what, uh, aspects of your career that really influenced you as an individual, like helped you um, in what ways has it, like for me um, I've always been a writer but I thought that was just it I just write, but within the process of learning to write better and to learning to write in different genres, from different perspectives it allowed me to view and be considerate of other people's perspective and also taught me a lot just about life in general. And I didn't think it could. I just thought, this is what I do. I just learn as I go. But it's like an organic mixture between the two. So within you being in the military, in what ways has it changed you into you being the person that you are?
1: Um. So... Since a child, since being a child, um, I have always been fit.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I've always been, um, well, what my mom and my grandpa used to tell me, um, that I was very strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, you you think being in the military, it, it is, it's a lot of physical, it is. But the... Idea that TV and stuff gives you yeah. is that it's majority all physical. So of course, I thought that I would be like that's the job for me. I'd be good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But my leaders
2: mm.
1: are actually what has helped me. Um, become the person that I am. Mm. Well, in in the military, on the, on the yeah. military side, um, I think I have been really lucky to have some really good leaders um, that I've come across. Mm. I've had some bad leaders too. Yeah. But good leaders, you know, they they have pushed me when I did not want to be pushed. Mm. You know, into doing something that would better me, or. Um, You know, just pushing me to make sure I do the right thing. Um, And then, like I said, I've had bad leaders, which I took from them what not to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, um, and then, honestly, my job, I am human resource. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) me and my sisters joke um, off of Step Brothers, the human resource lady. (laughs) so i am the human resource lady yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um so my job i deal with um i deal with people coming in and out the unit Mm -hmm. i deal with everybody's paperwork their um their pay Mm -hmm. whether they're due for more money or you know they're supposed to be getting money that they're not getting, you know, I helped to fix that. Um boards, like being recognized, um, you know, for something that you did. Yeah. Um, of course most of the time good.
0: Yeah. Well speaking of which, congratulations again, congratulations on your promotion. Thank you. That's pretty Thank pretty you. dope. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: yes. I made the list for uh Staffs Aren't mm-hmm. E six. So yes, I am excited about that. Like I said, uh a my leaders that I have come across and ran into, um, they have instilled and molded, you know, molded me into the the person that I am. Yeah. Um. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the as far as like the hats that you wear, like being a a, a wife currently and a mom, um, a daughter, sister. Um, your position at work and just your position in life. Um, what responsibilities that you find yourself having to carry and probably carry proudly?
1: Hats, yeah, a lot of hats. and I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself mm-hmm. because I want to be good or great, yeah, you know, with every hat. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of my, I guess one of my downfalls is I not paint a picture, but I, I guess I have a plan (laughs) in my head and I think, and I want things to go accordingly. Mm -hmm. And when they don't, I get flustered I'm the same way. Frustrated. Yeah. I
2: know However,
1: but the thing is, is that plan the way it, I'm planning it in my head. I don't necessarily explain that mm-hmm. or I don't say it out loud. So, um, I mean, of course, as you know, as a mother, I, I do, I want to, you know, do my best to raise, you know, a good child. So I am, I am very hard on her. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's only because, you know, of course, I want her. I want the best for her and I want her to be better than me and better than I was. Yeah. Um, Like school. I struggled in school, so Mm -hmm. I don't want her to do the same. I, you know, I want her to do better Um, as a wife. I did get remarried. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is my second marriage. Yeah. So, you know, I want to do better Mm -hmm. than I did. You know, in my first marriage. So, um, and as a, as a sister, you know, <laughs> there was four of us in the house. Yeah. We, you know, there were times where we got along and there were times where we absolutely did not get <laughs> along. <laughs> so, um, and then sometimes those bad times, you know, between me and my sisters, I feel like that did put distance between us. Mm-hmm. Um, so like as an adult now, I just want to try and um stay as close, you know, stay as close as we can, as close as possible. I try to plan things all the time. Um, mm-hmm. like I tried to plan a trip for all of us to go up to Virginia and see my dad's side of the family. Um and it planned the plan in my head, it was perfect. Yeah. You know basically all they had to do was show up but um you know for whatever different reasons people have to work or school or I don't know maybe they just didn't want to come
2: Yeah.
1: but um yeah I tried to like I tried to plan a trip but that didn't quite work out um I mean and then of course as as a daughter I know I wasn't the best child (laughs) growing up. Um, I know I, I created my fair share and I, I did it on purpose sometimes too. But, um, (laughs) um, I guess, you know, the same as trying to do better as, as a sister, you know, as an adult now, I'm trying to do better as a daughter, Mm -hmm. as an adult now as well. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I want to do better mm-hmm. and, and be great in all, all aspects.
0: Now, in raising your daughter, do you find yourself in her, like certain qualities, or do you oh. find her to be different?
1: No, I, <laughs> I do. I definitely see some of the same qualities. I, some, I don't tell her this, yeah. but I, I tell some people she has mine and her dad's worst qualities (laughs) and i'm just like
0: that's a nice blend
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you know and because i do see myself in her i'm like oh lord yeah that's my child yeah that's my child and then like i said the worst qualities the worst the worst parts about us i'm like dang why does she have to (laughs) (laughs) How did she have to get that like that stubbornness for me? Yeah, or you know something like that. So,
0: man, that's my dad. My dad and I got into an argument recently, and he was that was his biggest thing. He's like, man, that's <laughs> me, and I'm like, well, that that's that's how it is. Um, but as you get older, you do have the mentality like, yo, I want to do better. And speaking of which, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna ask you one more question. Okay. Um. If you could describe it, what would you want your legacy to be?
1: Oh, um, I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't see or want anything big, grand, like yeah. some other people. Um, But just, you know, that I. Am was a good daughter Mm. good mother um, just that I was a good person and I you know wanted the best for everybody and did my best
0: yeah and I I guess this would lead into this last question um hopefully maybe I think it may be different but from beginning as far back as you can remember and even to now What would you say is the the glory in your story?
1: Um, I do not even know how to answer that question.
0: (laughs) Which is actually probably... I always tell people that's like the best... Because it is what it is. You know, a lot of people say, well, my my story Mm -hmm. isn't done. So, Mm -hmm. it can't really say. Or some people know right off the bat. Some people get like these long answers. And... Some people have actually said, "Let me get back to you on that," and I'm like, "That's each answer is is perfect," and um, and I think that's even as adults, that's safe to say because you assume that when you get to a certain age, you supposed to have everything together, <laughs> and that's not right. always the case. <laughs> <laughs> like, because you're still growing, you're still learning, mm-hmm. and um, and I think somebody posted online and said, "Don't ever get to the point where you know everything; you're still teachable."
1: absolutely
0: still teachable so um but I can I can honestly say that I, I understand that because when I was younger I used to have a certain mentality about what I wanted but it went like completely different mm-hmm. and it's it's the funny aspect of life even and, and I'm the same way my other sister like we man when we have a plan mm-hmm. and it doesn't like even Adrian could tell you, like I, I shut down. I'm like, this isn't to me. It's not the way it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you adapt. You're like, okay, this is this is where we're at. I'm gonna just roll with it. And um, I totally understand that. Um, so what would you? Okay, this one. I make this one last. question. what are your plans for the next few years? Like, as far as because um, you're stationed here now.
1: Yes, I just got here to Fort Gordon. Um, husband's been here since march we are finally together Mm -hmm. uh, because we've been separated and long distance almost our entire relationship wow slash marriage yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but i would say my plan is to especially while i'm here in georgia is to just continue to build um, my family's relationship And mm-hmm. continue to try To um, you know get us together A lot more yeah. um, Just you know spending time um, And Continue to Progress in my military career
0: That's what's up Yo thank you for listening Tune in next time for the latest episode Of The Glory in Our Stories